0: This is tape number two of Ellie Leaf's Life Remastered. Life Remastered. That is a good band name, too. I should learn an instrument. In case you missed the biggest news of the 21st century, there's a digital virus called the Wave, erasing every bit of stored data in the world, sending everyone into a panic, and here I am coming up with amazing band names constantly. Thank goodness this is being recorded. Huh. It's just hitting me now that I'm going to lose every text I've ever gotten. And uh, I'm having a real moment. Most of my major life decisions were made over text. Which guy should I date? Which job should I take? Which sandwich should I order? Damn, I want a sandwich. So used to texting, I communicate almost entirely in emojis. So I'm feeling very crying cat face right now. I don't even know how to flirt with a guy without texting him. What do I do? Just walk up to him and hand him an actual eggplant? All right, I don't know how much time I have with my data. So let's get back to business. I went to college, an angsty virgin, but college is a fresh start. A hard reboot, if you will. Where you can reinvent yourself, become a whole new you. Some people go to extremes and try to force themselves to be the opposite of who they were before. So, what's the opposite of a goth grunge skater girl?
1: Welcome to Pledge Week, Beta Lamb!
0: Okay, I'm just gonna pause this for some clarity. Yeah, yes, uh, I joined a sorority. Fine. Can I blame this on coming from a broken home? The truth is, college was lonely. Okay, I thought I'd find some kindred spirits at orientation, but I got stuck in a group of bitter, sarcastic loners. Have you ever walked into a hall of mirrors and been like, I want life to always be like this? Of course not. I need to find a different crowd, a balance to my shitty energy, not a carbon copy of it. My dad suggested I join some clubs to meet people. The archery club didn't throw bomb-ass parties in their mansion that they let you live in, so I joined the Beta Lambs instead. That voice you hear is Vanna, Beta Lamb Chapter President. She looks exactly... Like she sounds. Oh, and her daddy's a senator. Once more into the breach, dear friends.
1: Ladies, this is going to be the toughest week of your lives. There's a reason they call it Hell Week, and this is going to be like boot camp, and I don't mean these crystal-studded ankle booties I'm wearing. You guys are so cute. I can just tell that you're all going to have as bright and promising a future as I do. Um, for all of you that don't know, my daddy is a senator. Time for shots! Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. you like shots. I'll have one, but I can't get too wild tonight. My Daddy's a senator.
0: The video ends there because shots. The crowd was lame, but there was one other cool person at that party. Let me just scroll to where... Ah, here she is. So these things just look like little fried balls, but there's actually a whole grilled cheese in them and a little bit of tomato soup. I mean, I have got to get into this sorority if this is what their spreads are like. Excuse me, sorry, <laughs> but those grilled cheese balls are mine. Sorry? It's okay, you didn't know. No, I mean, how are they all yours? There's like 80 of them and they're clearly for everyone. Nope, just for me. Okay, so you wanna be a beta lamb, huh? <laughs> a what? N- no, no, sororities are an expensive waste of time, but there's free booze during pledge week, so. Huh, I'm Ellie, we're friends now. Rashida. Okay, but if you think you're getting a grilled cheese ball now, you're wrong. We took a bunch of selfies that night. I'm I'm scrolling through them now. We start off looking young and idealistic and... Oof. At the end of the night, we have aged. It is rough. (laughs) By 2 a.m., we look like if someone could be dishonorably discharged from a hospital. (laughs) Not our finest. But overall, Hell Week for the of Lambs wasn't so bad. We mostly ran errands for the sisters. I think they saved up all their dry cleaning for that week. Who wears that much beating? On day two of Hell Week, Vanna asked Rashida to get her a smoothie, and Rashida told her to go fuck herself, so she dropped out. But I managed to make it through the week. I cracked the code. The key is to always look busy. If I ran around with a dry cleaning bag and a smoothie cup looking scared, everyone assumed I was doing something for Vanna and backed off. Once I was in, it was fine. Rashida and I stayed friends, which really pissed Vanna off. That was a nice bonus. But really, Rashida was the only person on that entire campus who seemed to actually get my sense of humor. When she would agree to come to sorority functions with me, it made the whole experience a lot more bearable.
1: It's $50, but it's for a really good cause. We want to throw a really big party after midterms. (laughs) Wow, she's really giving
0: him the hard sell. Look at how she keeps leaning into his window and touching his shoulder. He doesn't stand a chance. Are they exchanging numbers? Is this a car wash or a meat market? Meg is out here
1: collecting dicks like she's gonna pay her tuition with him. Oh, I wish I could pay off my credit card with dicks, please. If dicks were currency, you'd still be broke. <laughs> Ellie, I told you not to bring this reject to our events anymore. <gasps> Oh, Rashida, when did you get here? You know, I learned early on that people will judge you by the company you keep. And my daddy's a senator, so I know a thing or two about getting ahead in life. Vanna, you look so young today. Did you feed recently?
0: Okay, uh, um, actually, Rashida is here as a
1: customer. Yes, one car wash, please. You don't have a car. I was thinking of getting one. And if you eventually buy a car someday, you'd have it washed here. Not with this customer service. Ellie, get rid of her. And stop taping me. Don't make me censure you again.
0: I did get censured again. After the fourth or fifth time, I realized that there aren't any consequences beyond the censure itself. The shame of being censured is supposed to deter bad behavior. Lucky for me, I feel no shame, so it was all good. Rashida was right about one thing. Vanna is the undead. And I was tragically single my first two years of college, so she was right about two things. But then I met Scott... He was sort of cute, but not in an in-your-face kind of way. We met in medieval cartography class. I took it because I was avoiding picking a major. He took it because he refused to register for any class that started before noon, which severely limited his options. He asked for my number, and let me see if I can find... Yes, here is the first text from Scott, who was in my phone as maps. Hi. Followed immediately by, this is Scott. Then, from medieval cartography... Then one more follow-up. I'm the guy sitting next to you right now while you're reading this. He was texting me in class seconds after I gave him my number. It seemed sweet at the time until he became obsessed with me. He wanted to hang out two, sometimes three times in the same week. And this one time, he sent me flowers. I would tell him some random detail about myself, and weeks later, he would remember it. Like, whoa, buddy, pump the brakes, you psycho. Oh, you know I like Indian food, so you want to take me to a new Indian restaurant just because it's my birthday? Nice try, serial killer. You're not adding me to your head collection. (sighs) Yes, okay, I guess looking back it seems normal. But at the time, I was convinced that he was going to kill me or at the very least steal my identity. Why else would he ask me so many questions about my likes and dislikes? Desperate much? He even wrote me a song. It was so cheesy and silly, he's probably thrilled that every digital copy of it is about to be erased. So here it is for the rest of time.
2: <clears throat> okay, um, Ellie, this is a song that I wrote, uh, wrote for you. Here's, okay, so it's in B. It's in B sharp. sharp. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Ellie, you're the girl that I adore. Ellie, be fine. Beef. I want to get to know you more and more. Ellie, I like the way you look when you're drinking coffee. Ellie, I can't get thoughts of you off me.
0: (laughs) Ouch. He sent that to me. On purpose. (laughs) I wish you could see his egregiously floppy hair. Ugh. Scott was a good guy. I just wasn't ready for something so intensely normal. So I naturally did the mature thing and stopped returning his calls and texts until he got the hint. I'm a grown up. On the bright side, I was able to pay off my credit card with all that dick I got. Oh God, I just grossed myself out there, nice. Um, after I let Scott down so easy that it took him four months to catch on, I decided to really focus on myself. I went out every night and stayed out till sunup. I can't imagine having that kind of energy now, but back then, I was young and feral. Rashida and I hit every club in our little college town. Both of them. When I overdid it, I crashed in Rashida's room so I wouldn't have to hear it from the beta lambs. And she loved to take videos of how hungover I was, hence the bad morning videos were born. I wish I could include all of them, but there are hundreds, so I'll have to curate them. This is the first one, so it's special. Bad morning, Ellie.
1: What did you do last night?
0: Too much.
1: You look like a pile of drunk laundry. No, I don't. You look like a Halloween decoration that's been left on a lawn all winter.
0: Oh, you're such a liar. <laughs> you look like a scarecrow that has a family of rodents living in it. Well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Those were such fun times. Rashida and I are like sisters. Um, sisters who aren't related, met in college, used to be very close, and now don't talk. Um, I mean, we were joined at the hip for all our 20s, and then at some point, she just... I'm a little parched. Uh, I should get some more water. Actually, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a glass of wine. I deserve it, right, potato? (laughs) She said yes. You're just going to have to trust me. I'll be right back. Welcome back to The Ellie Show, my babies. I just took a little break, like I said, to have a quick bottle of wine. Um, now I'm back and I'm feeling relaxed and everything is great. I am doing so good and I'm doing so popular. I just checked my phone and I got yet another invitation to a wave party. I mean, honestly, if I can be honest with you, and this is, this is honest, some people will use any excuse to throw a party. I mean, oh, we moved, let's celebrate. Oh, we had a kid, invite everyone we've ever met. Oh. All digital data is about to be deleted forever. Get out the good plates and blow up the balloons. I would never go to a wave party anyway because it's morbid and depressing. And that's just the party component. But like, the people inviting me are just... Okay. I mean, they'll never hear this, so I can name names. Boring Carla from work? No thanks. My landlord? I will never go to your creepy condo, Phil. Hard pass. Who is this one from? Frank? Who is Frank? I don't know who this is, so that is a soft maybe. Oh wait, I think Frank's the guy I went out for drinks with last week. Never mind, cannot attend, don't get me wrong. I would be upset if I weren't invited to these awful things, but I'd rather sit alone in my living room teaching potato to sit. I mean, she sits sometimes, and then I'm just like, good girl, you know? She's sitting right now. Good girl, potato, see? I'm in here, way more fun than the lame party. Speaking of lame parties, back to college. What else happened in my college years? Besides how much I learned about communications. Um, Okay, this could be good. In my junior year, I invited my brother Drew to come visit me at school. Honestly, I didn't think he'd actually take me up on it. He told me he was gay a few months earlier, and I guess I felt closer to him because of that. I think he was just practicing before coming out to dad, but still, it was cool that he felt comfortable telling me. So he came upstate to a party with the beta lambs. They loved him. I mean, they were fawning all over him until he came to one of our mixers and accidentally hit on Vanna's boyfriend, Trevor. Trevor didn't seem to mind. He was very cool about it and politely told Drew that he was seeing someone, but Vanna lost her damn mind. Nobody expected her to flip out like that, so I only got the very end.
1: And you just waltz in here and try to ruin everybody's lives, and you, Trevor... I can't believe I let you deflower me.
2: Vanna, why don't we talk in private?
1: Drew, let her express herself. It's healthy for her, and it's entertaining for me. (sighs) I don't deserve to be treated like this! And the worst part of all of this is I can't even call the one person that I tell all my problems to because he can't take phone calls when he's on the Senate floor.
0: I guess she didn't feel very confident in her relationship, which makes sense since Trevor cheated on his previous girlfriend with Vanna. Anyway, here are all the pictures Drew made me take of the black eye Vanna gave him. He used one of these as his profile pic for like a year. He said it made him look tough. I tried to explain that a picture of him with a black eye just makes him look bad at fighting. Oh, and Trevor dumped Vanna and hooked up with Drew right after the party. All of our texts afterwards were just high-five emojis. I was proud of him. He had trouble getting the confidence to put himself out there, and the first time he really goes for it, he makes Vanna implode. High-five. I mean, he was banned from the sorority house after that, obviously, so he and Rashida ended up hanging out since she was also banned from the house. I know you're thinking, wow, seeing my best friend and my brother become friends must have been the worst, and you're right. How can I be the center of your universe if you're off hanging out without me? That applies to both of them. That applies to everybody. Ugh, I keep getting news alerts. There are all these stories about how other countries are dealing with the wave. At first, everyone was saying that their country would be the one to stop it, and they got all their best tech people on it, and every AI was working on stopping it, but it just moves too fast, like a middle-aged woman on the dating scene. So they gave up, like a middle-aged woman on the dating scene. My metaphors are rooted in truth. So now Norway is setting up walk-in grief counseling clinics. Ghana is building this really beautiful interactive memorial. Looks really nice. The U.S., well, our government has advised us that the best way to protect a device from being infected with the virus is to destroy the device. I feel confident in our leadership to see us through this crisis. Speaking of a nation in crisis, we're just getting to the point where I start dating James the physics major. He was brilliant but emotionally distant, so I was hooked. I don't have any pictures of us together because he didn't like having
2: his picture taken. I told you I don't like having my picture taken.
0: I'm not taking your picture, I'm taking a video.
2: I can't work like this.
0: What kind of monster doesn't like having every second of their lives broadcast to the entire world? He was a real technophobe. So we just texted like a couple of cavemen. Here's a typical text exchange. Hi James, it's Ellie, wanna see a movie tonight? Then two hours later, again from me, question mark? Then the following day, Hi James, it's Ellie, guess you're busy. Wanna just come over tonight? And he finally responds with, K. Just the letter. No punctuation. He mostly ignored me, and that just made me desperate to win his approval. It drove me wild when he ghosted me. At this point in my life, the surefire way a guy could turn me on was to dump me. So hot. James broke up with me by saying we were, quote, never dating. I almost proposed. Of course, when it sunk in that it was really over, I was devastated. I dragged Rashida out all night. So. Bad morning, Ellie. Bad morning. Leave me to die in peace. Can you just lift the blanket to show the camera what you're wearing, please? Uh, Thank you. Whose shirt is that? I don't know. Do you want to know? No, thank you. I was wearing a stocky man's dress shirt. And tie. And blazer. Apparently, I had spilled a drink on my own shirt and demanded that a finance bro at the next table give me his. And then I demanded the tie and blazer because I didn't want to look unprofessional. It was actually cute. If I didn't have vomit in my hair, I could have gone to a job interview in that outfit. This is nice. Let's see some more good times. Hold on. You're not in frame. Sit up. Okay. All right. It's my turn. Um... Okay. Got one. Never have I ever hooked up with a professor. This isn't fair. You're using insider knowledge about me to cheat. You know the rules. Wait! Ellie. What? Okay, I know we're not talking about him because he's dead to us, but James was a TA, so technically- No! (laughs) Damn it! Oh, Okay, well, we both have to do it. Fine. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) This is so much pizza.
0: Never Have I Ever is traditionally a drinking game, but Rashida and I played a version where instead of doing a shot, you have to eat an entire slice of pizza in 30 seconds. It was very upsetting for everyone involved. In our senior year, Rashida and I didn't hang out as much. The beta lambs were getting really annoying about me spending so much time with her, and I didn't want to burn any bridges with them. Being in a sorority is like what I imagine it's like to come from a rich family. You're constantly scrutinized and judged, but when you graduate, they help you get a sweet job. And there's cocaine everywhere. Anyway, Vanna graduated the year before me, and she ended up working at a hedge fund that paid for her MBA. She was making six figures out of undergrad, so yeah, maybe I distanced myself from Rashida a little bit senior year, but it was for a good cause. And I still saw her. She and Drew were, like, real, actual friends at this point, so she was around. We just took a break from the nonsense. She understood. For the most part. I think. Oh. Oh, wow. Potato. Wow. Oh, wow. What did you eat today? Rotten eggs? Jeez, hold on. I got to open a window. Just got to air it out a little bit. Woo! Okay. Woo. I love my dog, but damn. Where was I? Oh, right. Okay. Um, After college, I started hanging out with my fellow beta lamb, Meg, who was not, you know, a cool person, but she was fine. Was she fun and nice like Rashida? Of course, nope, but she was fine. Here's Meg at my 21st birthday party because that was where I was hiding the pills <laughs> that is so disgusting Meg I I respect you now
1: oh my god thanks
0: hey wanna watch the video of my birth again <laughs> no but it's my birthday that this is what we're celebrating okay okay let's play never have I ever great idea okay never have I ever had a birthday
1: today oops <laughs> you have to drink that. oh my god stop Holy what are you do? Are you eating that whole...
0: Meg and I weren't really on the same wavelength, but all of my masterful socializing at the sorority paid off. The Greek system is flawed, and it's full of drunk jerks, myself included, but they get each other jobs. Through the Beta Lamb Network, I got a cushy marketing gig right out of undergrad. It was mind-numbing and soul-crushing work, and my boss was a Beta Lamb, so I had to be on my least offensive behavior, but the office pantry had coffee and creamer and boxes of cereal. There was more food there than there ever was in my apartment, so it was a net gain. Things were working out. I actually hooked up with Scott again around then. I ran into him at a party and we started hanging out. He had a girlfriend, so we had to sneak around. He was emotionally checked out because he felt so guilty and things could never really go anywhere because it wasn't a real relationship. Obviously, this was way more satisfying than any relationship I'd ever had. Emotionally, it was right in my sweet spot, but Scott was still Scott. So here's a voicemail he left me that I never erased because I thought I might be able to use it against him someday.
2: Hey Ellie, uh, I just, uh, I'm, uh, hi, I had a great time with you this weekend, I just wanted to say, um, uh, I, I wish you'd picked up, because I'm not, I am not good leaving messages, obviously, I just, um, I'm glad we took that MAPS class together, so that we could find our way back to each other, you know, this is terrible, I should just text, I should always just text.
0: Bye. Wow. What a lame. He's right. Always just text. Leaving a message is abuse. If you can't say it with an emoji, it's not worth saying. Not surprisingly, things with Scott didn't last this time either. I found out that he had actually broken up with his girlfriend as soon as he started hooking up with me, and he never told me. When I confronted him about it, he was all like, Oh, of course I broke up with her. I mean, I assumed you assumed I did. I mean, yeah, he did the right thing. And it turned out that we weren't sneaking around. He was just trying not to crowd me because he thought that was what had gone wrong the first time, which, yes, makes sense. But also, I felt deceived. So I ended it. I was 22 and I wasn't very mature. That's not the case anymore. Obviously, I'm no longer 22. (laughs) This was a tough time for me. Scott and I broke up and then I got fired from my cushy job. It turned out that all the non-dairy creamer in the office pantry was just for the office. They really frowned upon people taking it home, especially by the case. Also, I was at least an hour late every single day. Regardless of the reason, I was at a low point and my beta lamb sisters stopped returning my calls. Apparently, I made them look bad by getting fired by a beta lamb. The exact words of the text I got from Meg was, You have brought shame upon our house, followed by the emoji face with X's for eyes. So, she meant it. But there was one person I knew I could call. Bad evening, Ellie. Good evening. Tomorrow will suck, but this is good. Okay, I'll go first. Never have I ever gotten fired by a beta lamb for stealing non-dairy creamer from an office pantry.
1: Cheater! Ah.
0: I don't think I ever really apologized to Rashida for bailing on her for the beta lambs. She didn't have to come back. That was really cool of her. I mean, it was so nice. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a little drunk right now. I mean, actually... Yeah, I definitely am saying it because I'm drunk, but it's still true. She was a way better friend to me than I deserved. And Drew was a good brother. Why didn't I invite my mother to my college graduation? She would have liked it, I think. Ugh, why am I even talking about her? I never talk about her because of feelings. And now I'm drunk, and the wave is going to erase all my memories. I'll be gone forever. That's such a long time. I want to keep these videos... Stupid technology? I wish we still lived in the Dark Ages. I would have made a fortune as a medieval cartographer. Those maps were mostly squiggles and sea monsters. And now this stupid tape is running out, and I need to take a snack and need a nap. Shit, you know what I mean. Looks like I've timed this out perfect.
2: in the wave is a radio point production distributed by himalaya media starring natalie morales serena fialo kimberly chalk jenny wade and me josh rubin written by aaron foley chan produced by april lamb directed and produced by daniel powell executive produced by natalie morales script coordinator sam buchanan music by matt Veligden. recording engineer tim moore sound design and mix by great city post re-recording sound mixer ian steins Sound designers, John Moros and Lucas Sanoff. Dialogue editor, Olivia Posner. Foley artist, Sean Brennan. Post producer, Houston Snyder. Associate producers, Sabrina Fonfetter and Sophia Beck. Production legal services by Bruns, Brennan, and Barry PC. Alex Bach is the executive producer for Radio Point. Thanks to Scott Porch and Vincent Nastry. Special thanks to the team at Himalaya Media, Matt Monreen, Lucy Shen, Lexi Passer, Peter Vincer, Ariel Liu, and Wang Yu.